trust in money remains the bedrock of stability. The soul of money is trust. I, I think we are not paying sufficient attention to the law of unintended consequences. In the immortal words of the doors, the time to hesitate is through. Wonderful. Uh, you know, another day in paradise, another day of making Bitcoin content. So life is good, bro. Life is really good. You are uh, you very, uh, very adept at spreading the sound money gospel every single day. Oh, shit. Well, appreciate it, dude. <laughs> yeah. I do my best. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> well, your best is pretty damn good, man. I, I tune in pretty much every day. So uh, I appreciate oh, the work go. you do. Well, I appreciate you listening, bro. How did you discover Bitcoin? Uh, the Bitcoin origin story. So I think like everyone, I had a few touches to Bitcoin. I remember hearing about Bitcoin a few times. Uh, and like I jokingly said in the past, uh, when I first heard about Bitcoin, it was definitely in the vein of like uh, the Silk Road. And I was always like, yeah, I can get weed by like my local neighborhood drug dealer. Like, I don't need this Internet nerd money to get drugs on the Internet. <laughs> so it never really hit me on that point. But when I first heard about Bitcoin, Bitcoin had literally just kissed 10K for the first time. So it's literally been about five years since I you know, dove down the rabbit hole. I, I, I saw, I think it was yesterday or, or two days ago, I had my five-year anniversary on Twitter. So cool. it was one of those things where I was working my normie fiat job. I used to um, build houses, dig ditches. My family is uh, blue-collar workers. We They own their own construction company. And so I was doing that, but like my head was never really in the game when it comes to like building houses and all that stuff. I just kind of did it to, uh, you know, be, be a part of the family business. And it's like, it was easy for me. So I just, I just did that. And it was like, it just, it just made sense for me to continue to help the family, uh, you know, secure our house and all that stuff. But that day hmm. is one of those days where, uh, Bitcoin was making the media rounds. And so it just hit 10 K for the first time. I think I heard about it like three or four times that day. And, and it was one of those things where like, I heard it in the mornings, like, Oh, Bitcoin hit 10 K. And then like I heard it later around lunch, maybe I was on like Instagram or something like that. I don't really fully remember what it was, right. but then I heard it on the news later at night, like when I got off work and my cousin came over and he's younger than me by like, I don't know, six, seven years. And so uh, I like, we were, we were making music at the time. I, I used to play uh, keyboard and make like produce songs. And so he came over, he came over to make music and I asked him, like, the first thing he did in the came room was like, yo, bro, like, have you heard about this Bitcoin shit? Like, I heard about it like five times today randomly. And I guess it just broke 10K. And he like looked at me and he was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I, I think I might actually have some Bitcoin. I'm like, what do you mean you have some Bitcoin? He's like, well, you know, I was uh, I was buying stuff on the Internet with, that they didn't want me to buy. And <laughs> I, I think I, I think I have some left over. And I'm like, what? Like, no, you don't like quit lying. And, um, we sat there for like, I don't know, 20 minutes or something like that. And he, I think he even tried to like open up his old wallets and he's like, Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I don't have any Bitcoin left over, but it was one of those things where he like told me he had it. And I'm like, what? Like my younger cousin knows about Bitcoin. And I don't know about Bitcoin. He was in it before me. Like what, like what the fuck? Like how, what? Like you, you can't beat me to anything. Like you're my little cousin. Like, what are you talking about? And <laughs> I'm so, supposed to be anyways, teaching you things, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, after that, like first initial 20 minutes of us, like talking about it, going back and forth and him looking at one of his wallets, we basically went on YouTube and just started going down the rabbit hole, watching Andreas Antonopoulos videos. And I think mm. after like an hour or two of us watching videos and just like losing our mind at like what Bitcoin means, uh, we both basically signed up to Coinbase and I put my first like hundred dollars into, uh, Bitcoin into Coinbase. And then the next day, uh, you know, the price is very volatile, vol volatile. So sure. it fluctuates. 
and I've never traded anything before. I never owned stocks. Like I don't, I didn't have money. I've never had savings before Bitcoin. And so I put like my first hundred dollars in and it went up to like, well, actually that night I saw it like fluctuate. Right. And mm -hmm. so it was like, oh my God, I think we instantly put like a hundred dollars in and then it went down to like $99 and $98. And then it started to pump again. Mm -hmm. and it went to like $110 and I pulled out and so I'm like, yeah, like I made $10 profits, like 10% profits on my hundred dollars. Like I'm a genius. And then the Bitcoin price continued to, to go higher. And so I instantly like took the money back and bought some more and was just like, okay, like I need to understand this Bitcoin thing because apparently it is, uh, you know, it's taking off and it just seemed like a good opportunity. And it just, it's just a, a testament to the meme of like came for the money, but stayed for the money. But, you know, it took me a long time to like fully uh, figure out why I'm a Bitcoiner, like why, why it's important to me. And then like within like a week or two, I think I jumped on Twitter because I saw I was doing research and someone was like, yeah, if you want to learn about Bitcoin, then come on Twitter. That's where all the conversation is happening. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I went on Twitter. I think I was like a week or two after watching YouTube videos, checking out Reddit and all this stuff that I jumped on Twitter. And then probably like a week or so after that one, uh, I got led down the shitcoin path and I started shitcoining for about like, I don't know, a <laughs> month or two. And January, the market, so December, the market peaks in Bitcoin and January, the shitcoin market peaked. And so that was like literally when I got into the market. So I, I pretty much bought tops in 2017 and 2018 got absolutely wrecked, but just kept uh, doubling down on my Bitcoin and shitcoin education. And it was just like a cost of tuition. And the only defining moment for me was like 2018. Once it started to bottom out, I was like, okay, there's something here. I need to figure out what it is. And I, I was, dude, I was so naive. And that I, I think I've told people this a few times that like, I was so naive back then that I, uh, the only reason that I am who I am today is because I had this thought, which I, I thought it was a genius at the time. I thought it was like a, you know, I was like, oh, I, I know everything around here. And so the only thing that saved me is I was, you know, I was balls deep in shit coins after like the first month of me getting into Bitcoin. I didn't know any better. I was green. I, I just saw like if literally any money you threw in the shit coin market, it, it would just turn green. And so like that's that's where I got baptized is everything is green. So you think like, oh, man, it's so easy to make money. And then you start losing money and you're like, holy shit, like what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. And the only thing that saved me is I had this idea like, OK, well, if I'm going to be a better shitcoin trader, then I better understand this Bitcoin technology because everything seems to be riding off this Bitcoin coattails. Yeah. And then once I went down the Bitcoin only rabbit hole, it's like, oh, wait, like uh, there's no reason for these shitcoins. So I just better start, <laughs> you know, DCAing, stacking sat, staying humble. Like all the memes that I tell people now is because I paid the cost of tuition, man. Mm -hmm. Like I got wrecked and... Uh, the only thing that saved me is just going down that Bitcoin only rabbit hole and Bitcoin only education path. But, you know, the narrow path because of the, well, the way to destruction is wide. So that's like in a nutshell, the very beginning of how I got into Bitcoin. And so basically, I saw the price go to 10K. Uh, I jumped on Twitter a week after that. And I don't know, man, something about like the revolutionary aspect. I think it's also, I've always kind of been a, you know, for lack of better terms, like a, a conspiracy theorist. So like, I've always known that there was something wrong with the system. I've always mm -hmm. been kind of like anti-authoritarian. Like I fucking hate when people tell me what to do. Oh yeah. Uh, you, you watch Zeitgeist or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm very much one of those guys that like, tell me I can't do something and I will just do it just to like try to spite you. So like this whole thing is kind of one of those things where we talk about all the time. It's, it's like taking personal responsibility in every aspect of your life. And of course, it's like a slow process of, of learning these lessons. And so I don't know, man. Uh, I, I feel like I was born for this, like legitimately feel like I was born to do what I'm doing now. And I just like stumbled into it. bro. <laughs> it's funny that uh, like, you know, you, you, you stumble upon Bitcoin. You probably got motivated by your little cousin who's like clearly beating you at the game. And you're like, what the fuck is this, man? No, 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 no. I'm going to I'm going to buy some. And then, you know, yeah, you, er, like everybody, I suppose, when they first see it, they see the price go up. And like, oh, this is easy money. This is cool. This is this is this is this is me. I'm I'm gonna be set for life because fuck building the houses, man. 
And uh, and then next minute, you know, yeah, you, you get lured over to the shit coins and the siren call of those. And they teach you a lesson. They teach you a very, very real lesson. And unless you're humble enough to um, to sort of recognize that you fucked up, uh, you have to kind of pay the tithing, I suppose, and, and, and keep going. And a lot of people don't. You see it around on Bitcoin Twitter all the time. They just double down and just become assholes uh, and their stars continue to rise or at least they think they do. And it's like, you know, um, no, you're just being a douche now. Like maybe just chill and learn a little bit more. Take the time to discover Bitcoin and figure out things that you may thought you knew but actually don't know. And it's what you don't know that gets you in trouble, you know. 100%. I mean, like, look. Uh, obviously I have as big as ego as anyone else does, you know, like I, I am, I'm the first one to admit it, but when, you know, reality tries to teach you lessons or when, uh, you know, all your friends are telling you that you're an idiot and you're wrong. Like I, I'm not too big headed to like, you know, disregard criticism. And so I've, I, so also before, like, uh, before all that, I got a bachelor's in philosophy. So uh -huh. I've always been, um, like I like to call it like a student of truth, like a seeker of truth. And so I've always wanted to know like the true nature of reality right. and something about Bitcoin. Like there's like a natural law to the whole Bitcoin ethos. And so the farther I dove into Bitcoin, like the more I felt I was learning about reality and the true nature of the world. And so it's one of those things of like, not only can you make money here, but you're also learning a lot about the world and how things are working. Mm. And then back to like the third dot of me being a conspiracy theorist, my whole, <laughs> like my whole adult life, uh, it, it put a lot of things into perspective because one of my professors, like the philosophy professor that like basically changed my life, uh, he was talking about like the creature from Jekyll Island and like, you know, the trilateral commission and like the IMF and all this stuff. And he would weave this crazy narrative with philosophy and, and like the true nature of reality in, in like this this uh, this crazy, amazing philosophy lecture. And it, it like blew my mind because I, I just came out of high school. I've been kind of dabbling into that realm forever. And I always thought it was kind of bullshit. Like I was like, I don't know what's really real anymore. And then my professor was like telling me the stuff that I knew as a conspiracy there's so, oh shit like this stuff's real like it, it's not just made up internet talk you know deep web bullshit it's like this is actually how the world works and so yeah, yeah. it's one of those things of like i don't know i think the only reason why i became a philosopher is because i wanted to like i wanted to know the true nature of, of like reality i like i'm always i really want to know like what life is about and trying to understand like what we're doing here as humans like why am i alive and like what is the the end game of this thing we call life and so philosophy kind of took me down that path and also i always kind of joke and said it, it taught me how to think yeah. so like while my philosophy degree is useless to me now <laughs> to an extent uh it taught me how to think and it, it opened me up to like critical thinking and being you know curious and and always seeking to find the truth about things and doing research and being able to write and communicate. And then I found Bitcoin and it was like yeah. hearing, you know, like Dirt Gigi and Haas McCook and, and like, you know, uh, the, the Pierre Rochard and the bit scenes and, and like Marty Bent and all them about Bitcoin and them sitting there philosophizing about Bitcoin. It just like, it fucking blew my mind. I'm like, holy shit. Like I am not alone. There's other mm. people that think like me. There's, there's, there's people that are just as crazy as I am, but also like we are the ones that are actually or actively looking out into the world and trying to understand what is going on and trying to like, it's back to the whole thing of, you know, I, I feel it's like the Neo meme, you know, like you mm -hmm. don't know what like I know you don't know how this is going to end, but I know how it's going to begin. And your whole life you've been you've been feeling like there's something wrong with the world, but you can't explain what it is. And that's kind of the feeling I've always had in my life of like there's something wrong here. Like there's something I can't explain. Um, but like I could tell that there was something about the rat race that just like didn't feel uh, you know, copacetic for lack of better terms. It's just like, yeah, yeah. there's something about this that I want to escape out of it. And I couldn't really explain it until 
I went down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and five years later, I realized, you know, it's it's the money's broken, stupid. And you know, the, the politicians and the central bankers are doing their best to keep us all deaf, dumb and blind so they can continue to rob the world and, and you know, humans of their life force. And like now I'm at first, it seemed kind of hyperbolic and it blew my mind. And now I'm like, yo, this is like the most real shit there is. It's like we are all getting robbed. Our future's been robbed. And, you know, we're getting fleeced. Our resources and our time and our life force is getting fleeced by a small cabal of people that we call central bankers and their politician friends. And it's like we are not a part of the in-group. And so now we have a way of taking back our power and it's Bitcoin. So it's like, I don't know, man, it feels like I've just been born for this. It's just like everything in my life has been pointing me to this direction and i just continue to take the next best step and apparently it's here bro (laughs) yeah well look it's served you so well so far i mean what's funny well not funny but what's really blows my mind is as you were explaining all of those things and you're, you're stepping through these problems you're trying to understand the world and then you just hit upon the money and you're like there's no way that it's as simple as just the money it's got to be some big like universal something energy whatever happening in the in the in the universe it can't be something as simple as this paper note in my pocket or in australia we've got plastic um it it can't be as simple as that and yet you you keep reading you keep listening you keep learning and it's literally just that it's just transfer of information between people based on what they value it's insane how crazy simple it is but to actually get to that point takes so much work and listening and understanding and then when you actually go out into the world and try and explain that to somebody you sound like a fucking psycho it's it's (laughs) you know the charlie day like i swear i swear the money man i'm telling you it's the money it's like why are you wasting your life for a paper iou like just you realize this is just paper it has no value except for what you ascribe to it and they're like dude i'm just trying to buy a coffee chill out (laughs) yeah exactly like dude i'm just trying to chill bro (laughs) so i mean i'd like to sort of pull on that philosophy thread just a little bit um before the next question but like were there any particular um avenues of of philosophy that the philosophers that uh has helped you to frame up your understanding of Bitcoin? Well, recently, um, and I, I'm going to go back to the past, but recently I've been kind of uh, following like the Eric Kason. He kind of hit me mm. too. I think it was like Heidegger. He, he's like, yo, like he's got all the answers. So I, I haven't really dove down that path yet, but apparently that's the path I need to go down because he sees like, dude, I literally just steal it all from him. And then just like I, every time I read him, I think about Bitcoin. But for me personally, the reason I fell in love with philosophy in the in the first place was through like Plato and Socrates. So to me, I still use those those uh, sayings and and those frameworks to like to this day. You know, like Plato's allegory of the cave. Like that's mm-hmm. what Bitcoiners are doing every single day. It's like we've escaped the cave. And we're, you know, walking back into the cave and like, look, guys, like this isn't the real world. Like you are just looking at the reflections of the flames on the back of the cave. And that's what you think is fucking reality. And they're like, dude, like you're fucking crazy. You know, like you haven't been outside of the cave. There's no such thing as anything outside of the cave. And you're like, oh, yeah, there is, bro. Like, just join me. Join me. Sunshine, man. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and then they're like, oh, no, like it's so bright. I can't see. And it's like, yeah, it's because you've never seen the real world. Like, I'm not the crazy one. You're the one that's asleep. But uh, Plato was a student of Socrates. And one of my favorite sayings about Socrates, and this is back to like the whole stay humble, stack sats things. Like, uh, like I said, you know, I will be the first to admit that I probably have as big as a biggest ego as anyone else. But I ascribe by Socrates philosophy of like he was considered the wisest man of Athens, of Greece, because of his simple saying, like, I know that I know nothing. And so I pretty much like, that's where I start all of my, like everything from. It's like, bro, I don't know anything. And this is why I'm able to be curious enough to just try to learn and, you know, humble enough to continue to learn from people that I, that I see doing better than me. And, you know, people that seem to, say things that resonate with my internal compass because I, I fundamentally believe everyone has um, an internal compass, you know, like a God-given right to understand their reality. And so I am very big on trying to um, listen to my gut, like my instinct. Like I, I'm very big on like, I, I say it like, 
say like, dude, I don't know where I get these answers. I just like download divine thoughts. You know, I listen to the wind and it gives me the answers like, bro, okay, freaking <laughs> squanto. Like, what are you talking about? And so I just, I don't know, man. Like I just start from the, from the basic idea that like, look, I am just one small little speck in, in regards to humanity. I know that I don't know everything, but what I do know I am very confident in in what that is because I've worked, you know, like back to the proof of work idea. Like I've worked Mm -hmm. to get to this idea and these understandings and these basic truths, you know, like we say in Bitcoin, like the basic uh, first principle thinking have gotten me to this point. So I just pretty much always go back to like, yo, I don't know anything, but I do know some basic, basic precipice, you know, basic ideas of what, uh, what the world is. And I just try to do my best to live based on those things. And like, I'll figure it out at the end. I just understand that like we've been lied to for a long, long time and our money is even faker than our media. And, you know, these experts don't know any more than I do. Like they're no smarter than anyone else. Like, yes, there are geniuses. There are extremely smart people. But, you know, on average, most people are very similar. And if this person is succeeding, I'm not going to say that it's just because he's smarter than me. It's just he probably has some answers that I don't. You know, he lives his life by some basic uh, principles that I don't understand yet. So, like, what are these principles? Like, why? You know, it's like I really I've really fallen into I I like like stoic philosophy as well. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, you know, what are the best principles to live by and how do I live a good life and how do I live not just a happy life, but like a content, fulfilled life. And so I know this is why I am who I am. Like I I try to stay optimistic. I try to always see the silver lining. I try not to you know, like dwell in, in negative thinking and, and have like really bad feedback loops of like negative thoughts. Like if it's negative, I just like, I disregard it for better or worse. Like I'm, I'm naive in that sense where it's like, Oh wait, like this thought doesn't serve me. Like, yeah, you're dead to me. Like empty the trash cans. Like this is what I say all the time. Like, uh, my brain is basically, uh, like the, the trash on your computer. Uh, I hit that shit all the time, bro. Like my, my uh, back to the whole idea of like where I started this, you know, I, I used to smoke a lot of weed. So like my short term memory is the fucking worst, bro. Like I, I can only really remember like what I'm doing now and where I'm going. And like, you know, I remember like some past and, and like childhood memories and, you know, my my family's <laughs> names and things but like i can barely remember their birthdays and shit like i don't like i don't remember a holiday like i'm so bad with my memory bro so like i literally like in the present moment and move forward and i just live by certain principles and just like bro i don't know everything so if you can say something that resonates with me that i think to be the the ultimate truth because again i i fundamentally believe that we have the faculties the god-given faculties to understand ultimate truth not like the ultimate truth but we can we can grasp what those ideas are mm. and uh move forward like i i have this kind of saying and i haven't fully fleshed it out but like i legitimately believe that life is just preparation for death like it's a it's a crazy idea of like i think death is the ultimate trip and everything we're doing is just to live a good life so we can have like an honorable death so that like you don't feel like you didn't live your life to the fullest, like you weren't there to fully help people around you, you know, that you were as much use as you can possibly be as a human. This is why I always say like provide the value mm. and get the Bitcoins is because I really do believe like, yes, I've, oh, I have been a like uh I used to consider myself an introvert because like I didn't really like people because I, apparently I like I I uh, always felt like I was sticking out like I, I never I you know I have friends that that I love from from school uh, but even when I'd hang out with them it's like that lonely like I always felt lonely around the people that I love because I always like was in the clouds thinking about stuff I always tried to push like philosophy you think you're too hard up to you that's yeah you get exa- accused exactly. of that think it too exactly. hard man chill the fuck out but, dude 100% like even when I was building houses and like uh like digging ditches like everyone like my coworkers, my brother he he would work with me as well like everyone knew that my head wasn't there like I I like my body was there I was able to build I was able to do all the work but like mentally like I wasn't there. I was listening to fucking Bitcoin podcasts. I was listening to like philosophy podcasts. I was just like always in my head thinking of something, you know, where there was like music, philosophy, and then Bitcoin. It was like, you have my body, but you do not have my brain. And you like, you, you don't have, you know, like you may have my body, but you don't have my soul. And that's where I've always been. It's like, 
you know, for, for better or worse, like my head in the clouds and my feet on the ground. And now it's like, I found a way to like mold both of them where it's like, okay. Uh, now I, I used to tell myself, it's like, okay, you're, you're, you know, you're providing for yourself with your body. And one day you will be able to manifest your thoughts into your reality. And that will be how you provide value to the world. And it's like, now I'm like at that point where it's like, holy shit, like I've manifested things from my brain and they're becoming a reality. And it's like, you know, I've turned thoughts into physical objects now. And it's like, this is what I've always wanted to do. And so now it's like, oh, wow. Like I'm, I'm doing it. Like I'm the magician I always said I was. And now, <laughs> you know, like, while it's still work every day, you know, I, I still have to grind through what we're doing. Um, it's like fulfilling because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm building castles from my brain now yeah. versus like just with my hands and my, and my brawn. So I don't know, man, it's, Again, it's just like everything, like my life philosophy really is like that proof of work. Like I say it all the time, like mm -hmm. proof of work is a lifestyle. And, you know, have you been able to prove that work? And that's why I always say, like, be a shining example of being a Bitcoiner. And while there's still times where I, you know, I get lost in my in my fiat behaviors, uh, you know, I try to be as uplifting and helpful around people and try to inspire. And, you know, I say crazy shit all the time. And, you know, I like to joke. I, I have that meme that I stole from George Carlin. Like, if you're going to tell people the truth, you better make them laugh or they'll fucking kill you. So like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I take the world, I take life very lightly. I'd like to joke and have fun, but I'm also very serious about everything I do. And it's like, I really do believe that, um, you know, not on the whole like biblical sense of like one day you're going to get judged at the end of your life and, and, you know, you better make sure that you did everything correctly. I really do feel that like, I don't, I don't really believe in simulation theory, but I kind of believe in it. It's like GTA, bro. Have you ever played Grand Theft Auto? Mm -hmm. All right. So advice, like, I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, I really loved those games growing up. I used to play a lot of video games and it was like Madden and Grand Theft Auto. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing with Grand Theft Auto, right. Is like you basically create your own experience out of the video game, but like at the very end of the video game, like you still will finish the game. And so, you know, you'll still beat the game. And so I kind of feel like this is how life is. It's like, it's just a free for all, you know, like you are the, what's it? The multi multiplayer role. What's it like MM? I forget what that yeah, uh, is. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about, but anyways, so like you create the experience that you want and a lot of people get lost in the side missions. And I fundamentally believe like the, the main mission is just like transcend the third dimensional realm, like, you know, transcend into a light being or whatever. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> fully, I haven't fully fleshed out the idea because I only really know when I die, but like, I really do believe in just like trying to be as helpful as possible provide value provide value and and you know like be in tune with the natural orders of the universe so that i can transcend to the next level you know whether that is heaven whether that's just a a different being of living because i really believe that like life begets life begets life like all there is is life in the universe i don't believe in death i i just i fundamentally believe that i'm like the conscious consciousness of this body and i just animate this body but once i shed this body uh, hopefully I do everything correctly and I'm, I, you know, I'm beaming off into different, different ways of being. And so what's all this mean? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just like taking the next best step. And like I said, you know, trying to manifest thoughts into reality, because if you really think about it, everything around us at one point was just a thought. Mm -hmm. It was just someone that had a creative idea and they put in enough effort to bring that into the physical realm. And so, that's all I'm trying to do is like bring my thoughts and, and be a creator, co-creator and bring all that into this world. And Bitcoin's kind of a part of that building on a strong foundation and building, uh, you know, the world we want to see when we get old and, you know, like I don't have children yet, but like, I hope to have children one day and I want to usher them into a world that I can not only be proud of, but like, you know, not feel like, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, I don't want to have children because the world's so cruel and bad. Like, I don't want to bring an another soul into That's this. That's fine, moment. man. Like, good. Don't fucking breed. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I'm like the opposite. I'm like, yo, I am going to make sure that this world is better and I'm going to bring more souls and build an army behind me. And we're going to create a freaking whole new society out here. <laughs> of fucking warriors. <laughs> like, <laughs> I say this like all the time. Like we like, I, I'm not even there yet, you know, but like, this is what I fundamentally believe. It's like, we need more, uh, you know, warriors of good, like warriors of the light. Like 
I don't know. My mom's always told me like value creators, man. We need more value creators. You know exactly, man. One hundred percent. Like, it's incredible to me the foundation and the confidence that trying to understand or at least pursuing that understanding of Bitcoin provides you in your day to day life. Like, you do feel like you can go out and and manifest those thoughts into into the physical realm. You know, execute on those ideas. Be prepared to fail. And you know, it, and 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 fuck it up. But then every now and again, you get a win. You get a small win. You get a big win. Whatever. And and it, it's quite interesting how accelerated that has become. I mean, me personally, but this isn't a show about me. I'm just, I just marvel at like all the Bitcoiners that I listen to on the podcast or see on Twitter and stuff, and even discuss in in, in real life. In the few that I know in real life around here, it's um, it's remarkable to me just the confidence that they now have to go out and face life, I guess, yeah. and, and, and yeah. be, be a servant of the good and, and create value for others. You know, it's, it's quite extraordinary that I love it. this thing gives I you the ability. More. You know? I mean, me and Nico, me and Nico kind of been on this. Uh, we have, we have these conversations like all the time off air and we kind of, we kind of like came to this point where it's like, the thing about Bitcoin. It's like, it's like a pillar of truth. Like now, you you know say whatever you want about your religious beliefs or you know your non-religious beliefs but like when you become a bitcoiner there is like that pillar of truth that you can lean on like in this world bro like shit's fucking crazy you know like i don't know you know if you're watching legacy media like one day you know the truth is this and the next day the truth is that and you're just like blowing in the fucking wind you know you're like you're you're fucking sailboat on the ocean with no rudder and as a bitcoiner like you have this pillar of truth like like a bedrock that you could always go back to and be like okay you know shit's crazy out there but like man all right, Bitcoin didn't change. Okay, TikTok. so like, let me reassess. You know, let me let me audit myself, and I have this this strong foundation to go out into the world and and try to be better. It's like I I think one of the the things that I've learned a lot recently is like winning and being successful is very much just a state of mind. Like, if you have a broken mind, then obviously you're going to be poor and have no success in the world. And it's like, if you fix your mind, your ass will follow. Mm. And so part of, you know, part of being successful is having those pillars of truth, having those first principles that you live your life on and then realizing like, okay, yeah, maybe I failed, you know, but I'm going to get back up and do it again and reiterate. And there's no such thing as failure. As long as you're, you keep going, it's literally like a biblical passage, you know, fall down seven, get up eight. And a lot of people don't have that internal will, that internal fight of like, oh man, you know, like everyone's afraid of rejection, you know, we're all this social media, like I'm, I'm a millennial, um, you know, so I have like part of like the real world before the internet and then like, you know, growing up with the internet. So like everyone's afraid of, of getting put on blast on the internet. Everyone's afraid of rejection, getting looked at bad, but like, it's all part of growth and it's all part of learning and becoming a better person and becoming that person that you believe you can be. And a lot of people just are really like aren't built for it. They're like afraid of putting themselves out there. And I remember when I used to do that as well, man, like, you know, I was afraid to, to show people like my arts and my skills because I didn't want people to make fun of me and all this stuff. And now I'm just like, I'm learning in public, bro. Like, <laughs> fuck it. You know, tell me where I'm wrong. I'm willing to learn where I mess up and, you know, uh, I'll come back better, but also like, if you're just being an asshole, like go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> so, like, you know, I have, I have a, I have a certain pillar of truth that I base my life on. And this is why I feel that like, I'm not alone in this kind of, it's like, I have, you know, I, I said it before and I'll, I'll probably say it forever. It's like, look, like, don't blame me, like blame him, you know, like blame God. Like I'm not in control of this at all. I've, I've, you know, surrendered to the almighty universe and I am just trying to align myself with the true nature of reality. And if I can do that, then like, dude, um, you know, I will be a force to be reckoned with if I can align with the, the, the nature of reality and the, I don't know. It seems like I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, exactly, man. But, uh, you know, I'm curious, like we've kind of touched on it a little bit in the conversation so far, but how, how has Bitcoin, how has discovering Bitcoin changed you? Oh, uh, dude, 100%. Like it literally, I did a, uh, one of my first early podcasts with John Ballas and uh, the title of the show was like Bitcoin saved my life. 
And I legitimately believe like Bitcoin saved my life because before Bitcoin, while I was always like this optimistic, always, you know, trying to be a better version of myself, I was, I, you know, I was, I was definitely fiat brain. Like I was, I was definitely nihilistic. I, I wouldn't say I had depression, but like, I, I felt like, you know, like it was fucking like the world was fucking grinding me out. I was part of the rat race, you know, like I didn't have hope. I was nihilistic. I was pessimistic as much as I tried to stay optimistic. I would always like get in these cycles of like, you know, staying positive and then they come back around and I would just like, you know, reality would kick me back down again. And it just felt like I was going like grinding through the rat race. And, and I'm reminded of um, the Pink Floyd song. You're just like another brick in the wall, uh -huh. you know? So like, I, I just felt like, I just felt like there was no hope, man. And, and I, again, like I couldn't save money. I was just kind of partying with all my friends, you know, like I really didn't care about the future. I was just kind of like blowing in the wind, just like, whatever, dude, like I'll figure it out in the future. It doesn't really matter. Uh, just try to make it through the next day. And then, you know, I, I started to live by all the Bitcoin ethos of like stack sat, stay humble, provide value. Uh, you know, be helpful to your fellow man, you know, 21 million hard cap censorship resistance, all that good stuff of like, look, base your life off simple Austrian economics principles like humans act uh, with purpose. Every action a human takes is because they wanted something. And so humans act purposefully. So, you know, audit yourself and start acting purposely towards the life that you want to live. And it really starts with just like slowly but surely saving a Bitcoin. And the more I learned about Bitcoin, the more I would uh, take more of my paycheck and put it into Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And then over time, as you start building a nest egg and the price starts to go up, uh, you start to feel less stressful about your everyday life. And, and you start like I kind of have this idea of like it's almost um, like Maslow's hierarchy of mm -hmm. needs. Mm -hmm. And it's like once you can get out of that survival like that thinking of just like purely surviving, which is, you know, getting food, going to bed, getting to work and just continuing in that fucking cycle of the rat race. Like once you can get up out, out of that survival level and you start thinking, oh, wow, like, okay, wait, like what do I actually want in life? Like, wait, like what am I here to do? Like what gets me going in the morning? What am I passionate about? What excites me? Uh, you know, and also like once you get out of that rat race and you realize that like, oh shit, like, okay, I actually have a savings, you know, <laughs> I, I can actually take some risk here and there on what I want to do in life and, and invest in myself and invest in my time of doing, going towards things that I enjoy. Uh, you can start to not only invest your, like your capital, but invest your time towards the things you want to do. And with that, I don't know, you get, I got more hopeful. I got more excited about the things I was doing. I realized I wasn't like crazy and delusional. I realized maybe I'm smarter than I thought I was, you know, like maybe I know things that most people don't know. And this is why I never felt like I, I could always connect with people. Uh, you know, it really changed everything about me where it's like, Oh wait, like it's not me. It's the fucking world. And once I can think of like, okay, uh, let me, let me like, you know, audit myself, meditate on who I am, what I want. And now that I don't feel like I have to continue in the rat race and, and just fucking grind it out. Now that I have a little savings, I, maybe I can do some things that I've always wanted to do. And, and that's, this is literally why I, uh, am with simply Bitcoin now is because I, you know, I always been doing BK. You can see I got my BK hat and that was just something that we would, we would do once a week. We would just shoot the shit. Uh, we used to try to educate because we realized at the time that like there wasn't enough Bitcoin only content. So we should come out and try to educate people. And it slowly devolved into like a more of a comedy, comedy channel and like a real time metric of what we're doing, which is beautiful. I, I absolutely yeah. love doing it. But the fact that I was like consistent, persistent with that, um, it basically, it like gave Nico just like that much of like, you know, I've been friends with Nico for, I don't know, a uh, long time now, like three, four years or something. We had like a friendship on the internet for like a solid year before we hung out at BitBlock so Boom. Cool. And so just doing that, uh, he basically just came out and he's like, yo, bro, like I want you to join the team. Uh, I, I want you to handle the Twitter. I know you can do social media. And I was like, okay, for sure. I didn't even think about it. I was like, hell yeah. All right, bet. Like, 
<laughs> whatever you want me to do, I am doing it. Cause I, I, you know, as much as people LARP on Twitter, like, Oh, I don't want to work in Bitcoin. It's like, everyone wants to fucking work in Bitcoin. If you can find a way to uh, put your skills on top of Bitcoin and get paid to do it. It's like, yo, who doesn't want to do something that they love? That. Yeah. Like who doesn't want to do something that they're passionate about? Like you're lying if you say you don't. So I got that opportunity with Nico and that was, I don't know, uh, nine months ago now or something, April of this year. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I was able to take it as seriously as I could is because like after a week, I like told him, I told my parents since I was working for the family business, I'm like, yo, I got a Bitcoin job. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm going to try, try to, you know, put as much as I can into it. And within a week I realized like, if I'm going to actually do this, how I, how I know it should be done. I think I have to do this full time. And so the fact that I had a little savings mm -hmm. was like enough of an incentive for me to be like, all right, just invest in yourself. Obviously I don't want to spend sats, but like, Hey, I am doing something that I'm passionate about. That's the whole point of money is, you know, uncertainty. And if you have a savings, then what's that savings good for except for living the life that you want to live? It's like, yeah, I want to hoard as many sats into the future. You know, I want to, I want to, uh, get my, get my meat sack over the finish line with as many sats as possible, but I'm also living the life that I want to live. And that's all because I had a little savings of Bitcoin. So like it literally changed my life. And it, back in the day, it was more just like mentally. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, I'm just like optimistic now. I'm really like, I want to create things. I want to just, you know, help people understand Bitcoin, be a part of the Bitcoin monetary revolution and all that, you know, now it's like, yo, wow. Uh, I'm a frontline soldier in the media game. You know, I'm a journalist or whatever. So it's like, I, you know, I had a savings and the savings I say in the past, well, we created a meme. It's like Bitcoin Zen. There's something about Bitcoin that you find Bitcoin Zen after a while and you realize, Oh my God, everything's fake. Now let me audit myself. Uh, let me audit my reality, you know, get rid of all the fluff and all the fat. And, you know, like we say, like sell your chairs and all the things you don't need so you can stack more Bitcoin. And it helps you focus on like what you really want in life. And I don't know, once you're able to do that, uh, you kind of just start thinking of like, okay, well, shit, what am I going to do with all this Bitcoin? You know, like, what am I going to do with my time? We, we say it all the time about uh, our friends on Twitter. You know, everyone's a shit poster. It's like, well, all we're doing is just trying to buy our time until hyper Bitcoinization. Like, we're Bitcoiners. We have Bitcoin. Like, if our thesis plays out as we think it will, uh, then probably the Bitcoin we have right now will be enough for lifetimes. If, you know, 21 million Bitcoin literally takes up all the world's wealth, like any amount of Bitcoin right now is going to be stupid, stupid amounts of wealth into the future. So like all we really have to do is use our time correctly. And what better things to do and use our time correctly than to usher in that Bitcoin standard, build Bitcoin companies, build Bitcoin media companies, you know, or just provide a, a service and save in Bitcoin. Like mm -hmm. just do something you're interested in and then save in Bitcoin. Like you don't have to do more than that, but like, Hey, in the meantime, we're just shit posting and talking <laughs> shit and making ourselves laugh and making like four or five friends laugh on the internet. And, you know, literally it's burning all the bridges in our normal lives. But yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause everyone <laughs> thinks you're a fucking crazy person. Um, it's, it's almost like, you know, having that savings and so mitigating some of that uncertainty of the future by yep. shoring up the, the, the savings almost shores up a bit more certainty and allows mm -hmm. you to, to pursue whatever you want to pursue with confidence. It's like it validated those thoughts that you had on the building site while your head was in the clouds. It, it kind of enables you to, to number one, all right, verify and, 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 and validate those thoughts but then put them into action. And I suppose it's, yeah, it's, it's that com confidence and um, almost like a, not permission because it's permissionless, but, you know, it, it, permission within your own self, within your own mind, maybe it's like, oh shit, like, yeah, I can do this. I, I'm 100%. pretty, yeah, okay, cool. I can pursue this and give it a good, um, a good crack, you know? Um, no, yeah. Well, hold on. Before you go on, I yeah. think it's, I think you hit the nail on the head is because I don't know about you, but a lot of people, and, and I'm, I'll, I'll start from myself, but, uh, before 
I like dove down into the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Like I didn't have, uh, you know, the highest self-confidence. I always doubted myself because it's like, well, like how come, how come these people, you know, how come everyone can get along? But me, I feel like an outsider, like what's wrong with me, you know? And I'm like, man, like, I mean, am I retarded? You know, like, am I stupid? Like what? You know, am I delusional? Like what's going on? And then you realize, oh wait, no, like I've known all this stuff forever. And it's like, you build that self-confidence in yourself and back to like that pillar of truth where it's like, no, I can handle anything. I've known all this stuff for, for a long time. Like you build that self-confidence in yourself and your rational abilities to understand the world. And, you know, like the, the sats that you have under your control are like a real time metric of like, okay, Hey man, like I am becoming way more successful just in time by certain understandings that I know. And it's like, I don't know, man, it's a feedback loop. It just keeps going. Yeah. It's a hundred percent a positive feedback loop. And it's it's just remarkable to me that um, so many people, uh, particularly you know people that you know, that they they pretty much aligned with you on like a fair chunk of things, and then just that one they 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 can't quite get the orange pill and and <laughs> and, and and swallow it. I'm curious to know what have you learned about the world, and maybe about yourself since discovering Bitcoin. Ooh. Well, I think the biggest one was uh, fully understanding that money is just fake. You know, the like paper IOUs, the fact that uh, the fiat system has corrupted every aspect of our lives. Every every institution has, you know, ruined family relationships. And then not only that, uh, you know, not to put my tinfoil hat on, but the fact that like small cabal of people are, are, are pushing for that, you know, like they, they don't want us to have strong family ties. They don't want us to be able to build into the future. They want us to keep us deaf, dumb and blind. They want us to kill each other and divide us over paper IOUs and you know, the, how the debt system works and all that stuff. And that's so that they can continue to fleece us of our of our labor and and our resources. And so I think that basic understanding and our self worth and our self confidence. Exactly. It's like, oh shit. Well, hey, if they want to steal so much from me, then we must have some value. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we must be doing something right if they want to keep us deaf, dumb, and blind and make sure that we aren't that valuable and we aren't that powerful. And that goes into the last one of just like how much power we actually have as individuals, like as an individual, as a human being, like you have much more power than you are willing to accept it. I'm reminded of the the coach Carter meme, uh, the coach Carter saying where he's like, uh, the one thing that we're most afraid of is not that we're going to fail. It's that we're much more powerful than we even believe. And so I think this is kind of back to this whole idea of like what I've learned about myself. Well, on a superficial level is that I'm like, I'm not delusional. I'm not crazy. I'm not stupid. You know, like I understand certain things. Obviously, uh, I kind of look at myself like an idiot savant. Like there's a lot of things I'm really bad at. You know, I'm not the best at a lot of things, but the things that I am good at um, is, is this, you know, like communicating and, and, uh, inspiring people and, and always being able to look into the bright side. And, you know, like I've been, uh, I've been captains of all my, all my sports teams growing up as a child, you know, I played football and lacrosse and I was always the captains like, and I think it, it just, it's all like coming full circles. Like, Oh wait, like, yeah, like I am good at guiding, you know, men through battle, you know, <laughs> like I have that skill and, and I've always been able to like, you know, I'd be out like drinking with my friend and I'd sit there and I'd like spit a sermon about like philosophy and truth and stuff. And like my friends would listen to me and be like, and most of them would like mock me. And so it's just back to that same idea of like having a pillar of truth, understanding that there are forces working against us. And this is why you feel like you're getting fucking ground through the meat grinder, but then understanding like your true power and your power is in your perspective. Like I always, I always say like, if I had a superpower, it's just my perspective. Like, just being able to look out into the world and being like, okay, uh, you know, this is useless. This won't ever help me, but like, this is where we need to go. Like, this is the narrow path and this is where I choose to put my energy towards. And so I think it's just back to like understanding my place in the universe. Like I am just the co-creator of my reality and I'm just trying to create the best, the best world for me and the people around me. And I don't know, man, I'm in this position now where people are listening to me. Like I've been doing this my whole life, bro. Like I've been, you know, on my soapbox for since I was like 18. Uh, Only (laughs) difference now is people are listening to me and I am more confident in my messaging. Like I am getting better at my storytelling abilities 
and people want to listen to me back then they'd be like shut up oppie like no one wants to hear this i just want to get drunk and talk about the game it's like bro like you're asleep at the wheel like <laughs> you know now it's like shut up you npc like what are you talking about like wake up like wake up you know the world the world is going past you you are a sheep you know obviously i uh i've worked on my messaging because i used to just like do what bitcoiners do on twitter all the time where it's like oh you fucking idiot like you don't get it like blah, blah, blah. here's the truth then now i'm like Hey, bro, I'll be here when you're ready. Yeah, you let know, me like, know. I'm living a good life. I'm living my best life. I've I've never felt better. I've never been happier. I've never been fitter in my life. And, you know, I can attribute it all to basically like Bitcoiners and, and Bitcoin and the, the toxic Bitcoin maximalists and, you know, tough love and, and not wanting to be coddled and just being like, all right, just tell me the fucking truth. And, you know, if I can deal with it, then I'll be better. And if I am not able to deal with it, then I'm not the person that I thought I was. And so this whole thing is kind of like, like throw me through the flames. And if I am that badass motherfucker that I think I am, well, then I'll make it through it unscathed. And if I'm not, at least I tried. And so that's just kind of how I work through life. It's like, all right, I don't know what's going on, bro, but I know a little bit. <laughs> I'm just trying to do the best I can. And but I you're think, also prepared to work by the sounds of it. It's this like, is true. You know, I'm, I'm prepared. To, well, dude, prepared I used to, to dig put, ditches. You think uh, working through my mind is hard? Like this is a cakewalk, bro. <laughs> you know, like dealing with the public pressure, obviously it does, you know, it is draining and, and it, it does take a certain amount of energy. But like, bro, working, you know, eight to nine, 10 hour days of physical labor, it's like, I can work all day from my brain, you know, and let me take a nap for an hour. I'll be good to go. You know, like it, this is what I was born to do is just create, create ideas and, and push them out there and, 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 uh, manifest them into the physical because I've already done, you know, the, the physical labor of stuff. So now working, like I have a, I have a very good work ethic and it's like working to me, it's like kind of back to like that Zen meditation thing, man. I just like, I just like to work and I just, it's like, what else am I going to do? Just sit on the couch and play video games all day. Like I, that couldn't be me, you know, like maybe, yeah. maybe one day I'll just sit there and like, I don't know, play music and garden or something, you know, like try to try to become Beethoven again. But, but like, even that then, is like still working, <laughs> it's on still something, working. you know, and I guess the the difference is, is that you're not working on bullshit. You're working on something that you value yeah. personally. And yeah, that clearly thing. other people value too. And so that's now then self-referential, you know, that feedback is like, fuck, I'm actually am providing yeah. the value that I thought I was. Keep yeah. going. You know? Yeah, 100%. I, like truthfully, even the fact I'm on this pod with you right now, you know, I get, I get people that will send me messages like, bro, thank you for what you're saying. Really appreciate it. And at first it's like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just like, you know, just doing what I've always done and just like talking shit and just <laughs> like, Oh, this is where we should go. But now I realize it's like, yeah, it's 100% that man. Like a lot of people are hopeless. A lot of people are nihilistic. A lot of people are pessimistic. A lot of people don't like their lives. And I am just blessed that I'm in this position where I put in the work and I really, really do enjoy my life and I want to enjoy it more. And I want other people to enjoy their life. And if I can just be that, like that beacon, I've said in the past, uh, I'm just like a lamp lighter. I'm just like a lamp. You know, I got my flame going and anyone that comes in contact, like you can take, you can get a spark and hopefully your lamp and your light turns on and we can continue to brighten this world because it is a dark world. And, you know, it, it, it is, you know, for lack of better terms, uh, controlled by dark forces or seemingly controlled by dark forces. Monetary demons, man. Exactly. The monetary demons, the high level parasites out there trying to take our life force. So if if those, uh, you know, those monetary demons get off by you being pessimistic, by you having evil thoughts, then the only way to kill them is by staying uplifting, being positive, being a light, a beacon of light in the world. And that's how we win, is just staying absolutely militantly positive and knowing that, yes, at the end of the day, it's not going to be easy. It's going gonna, it's gonna to actually take a lot of hard work. But with the right perspective, with the, you know, the right amount of love, we will fucking conquer, conquer the world. It's like, it's, you know, I, I grew up with music. So like I, I as much as I think uh, John Lennon and the Beatles, uh, they, they were wrong in their economic perspective. You know, all you need <laughs> is love. You know, Bob Marley, like, uh, you know, love for all, one love. Like, I really do believe that. Like, we are all brothers and sisters in the human race. And, you know, I'm trying to do my best to no longer 
succumb to the divide and conquer and be like, look, bro, we have Bitcoin. We have this inclusive uh, money. We have the most equitable money. We have this money that you can opt in, this freedom money that every person on planet Earth can be a part of that no longer robs you. And we can build from there. And if we can all get on this, this, uh, you know, this ruler, this metric system of value, then we can all communicate correctly without distortions and we can build a better world. Like this is where I fundamentally come from. I don't have the soundboard, but uh, you'd just be putting bars right now. <laughs> yeah, listen. That's cool, motherfucking board. Love it, love it. Man, uh, we're coming up to time, but I just want to ask, how do you explain Bitcoin to others now? Like when you're trying to orange pill someone, what's, what's, your, what's your move? Well, it really, really depends um, because obviously I can go down uh, all these crazy rabbit holes and beat people over the head about how they're getting robbed, how fiat systems fake, you know, how, how money is paper, how money is debt. Uh, I, I kind of, I go at it and I stole this from how to win friends and influence. It's like bait the hook for the fish you're trying to catch. So I try to tailor it to the person that I'm talking to. You know, if I see someone, um, you know, if, if, if they're like a blue collar worker, then you, you try to hit them with like, yo, bro, like you're saving in a money that is designed to steal from you. Like you can't save in paper. You need to save in something that won't get debased. And and then even then, like I got to explain what debasement is. You know, like if if I if I'm talking to a friend that is maybe like a conspiracy conspiracy theorist and they say crazy shit on the Internet or they say crazy things in their personal life. then it's like, well, look, you might need this censorship resistant money so you don't get deplatformed. Like, you know, if I if I'm talking to uh, like an anti authoritarian friend that just is really bad with someone telling them what to do. I'm like, well, look at this fuck you money. Like, <laughs> no. One can tell you what to do you tell them to go fuck themselves but i mean and and you know for like a tldr it's like kind of what i said you know like uh bitcoin is an inclusive most equitable money in the world it's it's a uh, the metric system of value where we can eliminate distortions in the economy we can eliminate because money or yeah money is just a way to communicate value and value is just a way to communicate information and so all, all of our value and all of our communication has been distorted around the world and now we can all get back to a system that eliminates those distortions so that we can communicate globally and we can all be in sync with each other and then you know furthermore it's like well you know it's a uh, on, on a very simple, it's just like it's money for the Internet, like it's digital. It's money that is made for the Internet in this digital world. It's the best money in the world. Like, that's what I usually say. Like, Bitcoin is the best money in the world. Like, what do you mean? It's like, well, do you, how much time do you got? Like, we live in an Internet. We live in an Internet world and we have Internet money, you know, like. Yeah. I, I, you know, what just, more do you need? <laughs> I was showing my old man the other day. Uh, we we're trying to make this transaction online. And, you know, you had to put your Visa card details in, your name, the your expiry date, the CVC, whatever the thing is on the back. And then the, the option, because we're getting something from CoinKite, the option to just pay in Q, like a QR code. And I was like, just, just hang on a sec. Just watch this. <laughs> Bang, QR. And he's like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's nice and easy. Yeah. And I was I like, and furthermore, the there was no fucking name, no nothing. It was yep. just me transacting with... You know, MVK, done. That's the yep. product I want. Thanks for coming. I think that's the best way too, is just like showing people the experience. Like, oh, hey, look, download a wallet, scan a QR code. Look, there's your money. Like, what do you mean? That's your yeah. money. And there's it's your yours. <laughs> no, no one else there. is. It's not settling yeah. 24, 48 hours later. Exactly. It's... Like, it's done. Like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, you know how I give you a dollar bill? Like, same thing over the internet. And we can send this same thing to someone in Africa. You know, I can send world. you money in Australia. Like it's we're, crazy. We're good to go. Like it's money for the digital age. Yeah. Right and, on, man. Stolen from you. Well, look, uh, you know, we didn't do a proper intro, but if you haven't already guessed, we're talking to um, Sir Saint Opti, IK Optimus Fields, <laughs> <laughs> co-host of Simply Bitcoin, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and a huge privilege, man. Honestly, like I watch Simply Bitcoin pretty much every day. And uh, it's just it's just a real joy, and and it's been actually really insightful learning from you and how you discovered Bitcoin. So I appreciate your time and energy in sharing that with me today. Thank you, dude. No worries. Uh, bring me back on, and we'll see how far 
uh, things have evolved in my thinking. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's see. I think I got one more, one more soundboard for you. Mm. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, it's been it's, it. it's been a super joy, man. I appreciate it, and I'm I'm glad Keith held up throughout the whole thing. Yeah, Keith's pretty dope. It's not too bad. It's not too bad at all. Uh, all right, brother. Thank you. Peace out. Peace out, bro. Just... <laughs>